Hello, it's so nice to be here again with you. Uh, I really want to ask you if you've asked Jesus into your life. Before I do, let's just have a prayer. I'd like us to come before God in prayer. Father God, I come before you now and ask that you will bless this meeting and all of us here now and those who hear these words in the future. Please open our ears, God, so we can hear you talking to us. Open our eyes so we can see and open our hearts so we can take in that which you want us to know. And we invite you now, Holy Spirit, to come to us. Help us also, Holy Spirit, so I can speak God's words and not mine. And I can reach out to those who need to hear these words. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today I want to take you on a little imaginary journey. I'd like you to use your imagination as I'm going to uh, express some things and, as I say, take you on this journey. If you were to unexpectedly die, so that's what I want you to imagine. If you were to unexpectedly die and to do so as a person who has been, let's say, indifferent towards God, or say insulted him or even abused his name, or those he sent to serve him, or even just to talk to you or others. Okay, imagine now you have died unexpectedly and you come become aware that you are, I don't know, let's say floating above your body, as that is what a lot of people who have had near-death experiences say has happened to them. And you look down and there on the ground is someone who looks like you. Whoops, and it starts to dawn in your dawn in your spiritual mind that you might be dead. It is now that you suddenly realise that there really is a life after death. And that the many things you told others that you did not believe you realise, whoops, I guess I was wrong. And then you suddenly find yourself standing before a bright light, brighter than the sun, and all around you it's this beautiful, wonderful feeling of peace and love. Suddenly it dawns on you, this must be heaven. And there before you is Jesus. Now unless he sends you back for some reason, you are about to really wish that you could be somewhere else. He does and has sent people back, I'm not joking. Do not think that it never happens. You hear about it often on these TV discovery type channels. They have been doing an incredible series recently about people who have died and returned from the dead. If anyone here knows or remembers the famous David Haddon, he was our friend and when we lived in Bradford in Yorkshire he introduced us to such a person. He was a building society manager for the Bradford and Binley Building Society and through him we were able to secure a mortgage many years ago for a home. He was a nice person and he liked to talk and he told us of the three or was it four times now that he died over different periods of time and each time he was met by Jesus and they talked and then he was sent back as Jesus kept telling him it was not his time and that he still had work to do. Now on the last time he died, that I know about, the doctors had got wise to him. 
as he was well known in the Leeds Hospital for returning from the dead. They had records of it. Every time he was declared clinically dead, yet he kept returning, even after they officially recorded his death. Now on this occasion I can just see the doctors. They knew him and would have thought, we'll wait a while, as he's always in the past come back from the dead. But as the time went on, the man told me he was standing before Jesus and told him, I do not want to return. In his mind, he had done his work and he felt he deserved to rest and to be with God. So there he was, expressing his desire to stay, and down on earth the doctors looked at the clock and then at each other, and eventually decided it was impossible for a body to go that length of time with the heart having stopped, the machine having been switched off and the brain having been starved of oxygen. So they eventually declared him clinically dead. I guess they did not know about the story of Lazarus who Jesus raised from the very grave. So he was taken to the morgue and the little label was tied onto his foot and there in the quiet of that room with the other dead bodies was the morgue attendant singing to himself and occasionally talking to himself when all of a sudden a body sits up and starts talking back to him telling him Jesus had sent him back yet again incredible as it sounds this actually happened I think the poor morgue attendant needed counselling after that anyway I have digressed and gone off track so back to, uh, to us using our imagination and there you are standing before Jesus. Then before you understand or get your mind together, you find yourself being judged. All of the times you have sinned and done wrong, no matter whatever it was, is brought before you. Even the thoughts and the words you have spoken. And the Bible clearly states that those who have not repented and asked Jesus into their lives will be judged and face eternal torment and pain. I do not know if you can understand the meaning of eternal. If you were to take, I don't know, however old you are now, and imagine all the horrible things which have happened to you in your life, put aside the good things, just think about the bad things that went wrong, the pain, the rejection, the loneliness, the upsets and so forth. The really unpleasant things. Now try and imagine, if you can, what it would be like if that continued for another ten lifespans up to however old you are now or from however old you are now it would be pretty dreadful but now try and imagine not ten but a hundred lifetimes that would not even come close to what I am talking about you could possibly fit those hundred time lifespans onto the sharp head of a pin in comparison to eternity it just goes on and on and on never ending never stopping with no release at all that is what you face if you find yourself being judged those who repented and gave their lives to God inviting Jesus as the Lord and Saviour and then became born again by the Holy Ghost and followed the Holy Ghost promptings, drawing closer to God and doing His will. You will not be judged, as Jesus paid the price for your sins. You are assured your name will be in the book of life. 
Now there will be no second chance once you are dead, <laughs> unless maybe I guess you're a building society manager working for the Bradley and Building Building Society. You are one who chose to ignore those who tried to tell you about God, about Jesus and about the Holy Ghost or Spirit. Now you can never return. There is no second chance. You had the opportunity when you were alive. Now sadly you face an eternity of pain. Unimaginable, horrid pain. Okay, you can stop imagining. And I want you to ask yourself a question now instead. Have you rejected God? Do you believe in God? Are you ungodly? Do you really want to take this risk? Knowing that at the very least there is, let's say, a 50-50 chance of being right or wrong. Now I know I am right, but you are unsure. Okay, that's okay. But are you really and truly prepared to take the risk of eternal damnation, of eternity in horrendous suffering and pain? Someone might say, I have that already, my husband is an alcoholic and he beats me, my life is a living hell. As dreadful as that is, it is not a scratch in comparison to what we are talking about here and now. Eternity. Eternity, do you understand what I am telling you? Are you really wanting to risk such, so much on a 50-50 possibility? Especially when there is so much evidence of people who have returned and tell us there is life after this death. Honestly now, if I did not believe in a God and I heard these words, I would not be prepared to risk so much on being right or wrong. I would come before this so-called God who I did not accept or believe in and talk to him just as I am talking to you now. And I guess I would say something like this. God, I do not know you and in truth I do not even know if you are real and up to now I have not believed in you but now I am not so sure. I am prepared to be open and come before you now I have told you in all honesty how I feel, but I am prepared to and want to know you and find you if you are real. I have heard that you gave my life to Jesus. I do not know who this Jesus is. I have heard about him, but I have not believed in him or you. Now I am simply unsure and need to know what to do. So God, if you are real, then I come before you now, I repent of my sins, and I ask Jesus to become my Lord and Saviour, and come into my life. I also ask you to make me a new life, and bring the Holy Spirit to me, and fill me anew, and live in me, and guide me, and teach me, and lead me to you in my daily life, so I can walk with you and get to know you. Okay. If you were to say something like that, like a simple prayer, a straightforward simple prayer, and by prayer I do not mean raising your hands to the sky and raising your voice so everyone can hear your words. Just talk wherever you are, it really does not matter. And you can talk quietly if you want, so only you and God can hear you talking to him. I do it all the time. Okay, not all the time, but lots and lots of time. Even in the toilet, in bed, 
while I'm on the computer, driving the car, walking, in the park, at the shops, it really does not matter. When you pray, ask the Holy Spirit to come to you and help you. Ask him to lead good, strong, Holy Spirit-filled Christians to you who can help you, who can become prayer buddies, who will help you study the scriptures and guide you in your daily life. The Holy Spirit will also do these things and in time you will learn to recognize his presence and feel a peace come over you, an anointing, knowing he is with you. And then, if you were to awake one day and find yourself dead, now I was going to say unless you are a building society manager, but that would not be fair. So if you were to awake and find you have left this earth, you will know that you are under the protection, under the blood of Jesus, and that judgment will not be for you, as Jesus has already paid that price for your sins and wrongs you did, and he took your place and defeated death itself, so you can return to God. If there is anyone here now who has heard these words and wants to say a prayer inviting Jesus into your life, then come to me and we can lead you in prayer. You do not have to come forward now if it's too much for you, but if you can do so, then come now and we pray with you and lead you to God. Or if you prefer, simply come to me after this message and meeting or contact me, especially if you are hearing this on CD or DVD, and we can lead you to God in prayer. The important thing is that you come while you still can. And do not think, oh, I can do it tomorrow. We had two friends, Clem lived in Seaton, and Joyce lived next door to me in Somerset. Both were wealthy people. Joyce had over 50,000 in her bank and Clem had a home worth over half a million, which was paid for, and over 30,000 in the bank, and that was just in the UK bank. He had accounts also in Jersey. Both thought they had time. Joyce was joking with me, going out and enjoying her life. Both died. Joyce went home to bed, and they found her the next day dead. And do you know it has been laying on my heart? Did they invite Jesus into their lives? And did they repent and come before God in a simple prayer? Once you close those eyes and the life leaves you, usually that's it. I know you are thinking, unless you're a building society manager. That aside, I invite you now, come and give your life to God. We are here to help you. Come. Come now while you can. I say these words to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.